Okay, are you recording? Oh, you're recording now. And I suspect you're probably recording in stereo, which is which is jolly good of you. And um, I have just listened to my last um, radio broadcast, which was splendid and thing-like and just what I wanted. And I'm trying to arrange my uh, microphone into a comfortable position so I can sit here and just yatter gently. And I've I sort of done it. I've sort of done it. Um, anyway, hello. This is Simon Anthony and this is Torty Talks and you're welcome to it. Torty Talks, I should have said. By uh, My speech is not bad because I'm in any way related to a tortoise. My reason for calling uh, my show Torty Talks, or indeed my podcasts, indeed my, my company, is that simply I quite like tortoises. Or at least I, um, I have liked tortoises in the past. I, I've uh, mentioned, I've mentioned uh, quite a number of, uh, of them in my previous um, monologues and stuff. Anyway, today I'm going to talk a bit about... Technology, I think. Well, now there's a surprise. I normally talk about sort of greenness and mix it in with technology, and I'm going to do the same again. Um, I'm currently looking at a um, um, uh, well, I've got a television on as well as the laptop because I'm appallingly wasteful with my electricity. But it's a low, a, a low energy telly, at least I think it probably is. And it, it's showing a picture of, um, well, sort of, it's, it's showing a, a we do not have a picture to show you picture uh, from um, the Apple store, uh, the, the, the uh, Apple box uh, television type something or other. Anyway, it's, it's showing an undersea picture um, and it's very pretty. It's got starfish in it and they're rather pretty starfish. I'd rather be looking at the incredible photographs, videos from the International Space Station, in which you can see the limb of the Earth and quite often uh, the Aurora Borealis or maybe uh, Aurora Australis, because I can't tell which way up the Earth is. My geographical abilities are incredibly pathetic. Uh, but the reason for mentioning this is, this is impossible. This is just stupid. It, it can't be done. Um, yeah, I'm all right. I'm 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 sixty, and my sixty-two, and my knowledge of technology is effectively um, it's based on uh, the technology of the nineteen sixties, uh, with um, uh, quite a lot of fifties thrown in. Uh, because that was when I was learning about it. That was when I was first using it. That was when the magic first struck me. That it was possible to get a wire. All right, it had to be quite a long wire. Uh, a little little bit of thing. I didn't quite know what it was. It was called the diode, eventually. Uh, and some, some uh, twisted wire around a lump of metal and... Uh, uh, a thing called uh, an, an earpiece, and stick it together and hear the sort of sound you hear when uh, your ears have gone wrong, and this is sort of noise coming just in one ear. Now, I think that sound that you hear when you have tinnitus uh, of a particular sort is actually the same sound you can hear on an untuned crystal radio, which is what I just rather badly described. 
Um, the system works by uh, the electromagnetic radiation, or light of a different frequency, as we could call it, uh, that has the medium wave on it, gets picked up by wire uh, and aerial, and um, in, in the same way that a brick casts the shadow of the sun and warms up, um, a wire can catch the signal from a radio transmitter and create a shadow that, of course, you can't notice, you can't see that. But instead of warming up, you get an electric current uh, in the wire, and that electric current has got in it all the signals of the medium wave band and all the other signals as well. But the ones that have got sufficient power to do anything useful go into a coil which filters them out and uh, makes them sort of resonate nicely. And then you chop it in half with this diode, you see. And then there is enough power in that to drive the, uh, the diaphragm of an earpiece. Now, if you about, is this still recording? Yes, I think it is. I think it's still recording. Because I've never made a recording on this before. I'm going to stop and find out because that would be annoying if I keep going for ages and it didn't work. Guess what? It did stop. It did stop. And I can't remember what I was what I was saying apart from. It got to a bit. I was talking about uh, um, the, uh, the, the extraordinary nature of... Hang on, what, what did I say? What was it? Has got in it all signals of the medium wave band and all the other signals as well. Yes, exactly, there you go. And one of those is this bloke talking, you see. Uh, much as I am talking to you now by something that is frankly completely remarkable and impossible, but to the ears of this ten-year-old or whatever I was child, um, back then, uh, it was just, just stupefyingly extraordinary. And it's got more ludicrously extraordinary since then by leaps and bounds. And I understand how the new stuff works. And I still find it, the old stuff, magical. <laughs> and you look at that and you think the air is... Well, it's not the air. The, the, the stuff you look through and can see stuff in because of the light is just part of the electromagnetic spectrum. The rest of which you can't detect as a human and can have no impact on you as a human unless you get a bit of wire and cast a shadow with it and pick it up and turn it into a signal and stuff it in your ear. Or take it down and tune in your Wi-Fi and turn it into data that you can stuff onto your computer, much as you are doing now. I mean, it's the same stuff. It's just electromagnetism. Waves in... Which, which, uh, uh, something which people are now beginning to think possibly could be something similar to the long-despised concept of the ether. This is an, uh, sort of a, a new theory, uh, completely uh, different from the, the old one, but you could have something for there to be waves in. Magic. I have got a very old laptop. By very old, I mean it is older than one and a half years. In, in fact, this one is... Let me have another look at it and find out what it says. Uh, this was um, uh, released to me in late 2013, which uh, accounts to something in the region of, uh, well, something like six years, I'd say. Six years old, that's, 
that's um who was it four times longer than the life expectancy of um of of laptops or so we're sold told and according to moore's law um there should have been a doubling four times in terms of quality uh, as as measured by speed uh, increasing uh, power consumption decreasing um, size shrinking cost reducing and I haven't plumbed the depths of what this laptop can do. But if I need a new one, and, and, and this one that I've got has been falling apart for some quite considerable time now, um, about three years, <laughs> I bought it because the one I had before that broke. It, uh, it, 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 it suffered a sort of rather expansive battery. Uh, I did say expansive, also expensive. It expanded and and gently popped the back off the laptop. It, um, that was um, that was eight years ago, and not a happy experience. Because um, I thought, what's that funny sound? I thought it was a slow motion pop, um, not not one of the uh, oh my word, one of those bits of things flying around the room and I'm dead sort of explosions. But um, which everybody thinks happens with with um, batteries, and, and nor did it get noticeably hot, and it certainly did not even consider bursting into flames. I, I'm quite glad about that, because uh, I was asleep when it started, and it was by the side of the bed rather than on it. I um, I uh, had to get another computer. Uh, no, I didn't. I got another battery. I put the other battery in quite rapidly. Um, but shortly after that, the graphics card broke. And that was really irritating. I got a professional chap to fix it. And the pictures came back, and I was very pleased for a fortnight. And then they went away again. They broke. And came back and broke. And I went to the shop again, and so forth and so on. You get the general idea. About three years later, after having bought my new laptop and, and uh, having got some time to do something about it, I returned to the old one. And having discovered that there is an alternative um, graphics renderer inside the machine, I figured out how eventually, my word, it took a long time, how to get that to turn on. And I have made that old computer work, which is two years older than the one um, that uh, I shall be using for editing this uh, sound on. And uh, the things it can do are ludicrous and incredible, and the software they've updated is... What am I talking about? I'm talking about the magic and the extraordinary nature of, of, of technology and how everybody misses it and doesn't take advantage of everything and is unaware of the colossal changes that are happening at an exponential rate to the point that we <laughs> will be soon left in a position where unless we've got some idea of what the heck's going on, we'll have no idea at all and we'll be incapable of catching up which will leave us in a position of either under the mastery of some sort of computing god, uh, or people who claim themselves to be, or be one of the ones who's in control. <sighs> it's, uh, we're going to have a, a, not so much a digital divide as a splitting of the species. It's not that far off. It's quite possible that we will be noticeably different people, types, creatures in 20 years 
babies in prams, as I have said, before they can walk, before they can talk, before they're potty trained, can swipe left and right and tap and listen and control iPhones and iPads and even Androids, possibly. Well, I don't know how they manage that. It, we don't know what this is doing to the brains of our of our uh, kids. And I'm not saying, oh no, we must stop them. They will, they will not learn anything. They will know. Oh no, they will learn how to pick up the most astonishing information the world has got. What we need to teach them is how to understand what that is and what that means. We need to teach them how to curate that information, how to sift the fake news and the general guff from the extraordinary high-quality stuff that is out there. And the extraordinary quality of um, television programmes that I've been watching recently is the reason, <laughs> the other reason, for me making this recording. I think, and I'm not exaggerating, that modern high art the type, the level, the quality of Beethoven, Mozart, Haydn, the great musicians, the, the, the great artists, the, the, the great anything you care to mention, in the new media, in that new art realm, we have pieces of artworks of comparable, sometimes greater quality than those giants I have mentioned. And I am not being stupid about this. I am drawing a direct comparison between the, uh, the pleasure I get from listening to and attending promenade concerts at the Royal Albert Hall after having sort of slept up for a fortnight for them, after seeing Bernard Heitink conduct his, his various orchestras over the decades, and I was I was I was at his his last uh, Henry Wood possibly his last no his his penultimate concert and I was inches well a couple of feet away from him nobody could treat me there. it was magnificent the music was but the 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 entire experience was was otherworldly and that quality that depth of emotion that. Uh, visceral pleasure and intellectual pleasure, the raw artistry of Bernard Hiding at the proms can be matched by television programmes. Tomorrow I'm going to watch episode two of Picard. Episode one was fantastic. I've looked at other shows, <laughs> so many, I'm having difficulty remembering. Doctor Who, Chris Chibnall, episode, I don't know, uh, six, is it? Where Captain Jack turns back up and a, a, a new doctor, Doctor Ruth, materialises out of nowhere. My word, that was done well. And I, 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 I watched a, a, a Peter Capaldi uh, episode on the same day, and I've ranked uh, those shows vastly above the, uh, uh, the, the Jodie Whittaker ones um, that uh, have, uh, have been around. Uh, 
until that day, and, and until last Sunday. Uh, what else? Uh, it's, uh, Oh, I can't remember. Why? Yes, I am at a loss for words. I can't remember the shows. I am tired. I can recognise the show almost immediately uh, from <laughs> a couple of frames. Well, I used to be able to do that. I used to be able to tell literally from a couple of frames if I had seen the show before uh, because that was my job for a decade. Uh, well, that was an aspect of my job for a decade when I was at the BBC. And that was 40 years ago. My memory has fallen apart a bit in that respect. Which means I can watch the old shows again because I've forgotten what happened. That's really good. That's fantastic. Oddly, though, I have not forgotten the, the twists and turns in the classical piece of music. Now, I notice differences. I am surprised by things. But I'm not sure if that is a failing of my memory or the result of them being played differently 40 years later. I think the latter. Um, because it's magnificent stuff. And I can go back to the old recordings and think, gosh, yes, that's, that's not how it used to be done. And I can tell that I loved those shows all that time ago because, of late, I have been listening to my 1978 recordings of me talking into a tape recorder. Uh, yeah. Now, um, I, I mentioned in another podcast that uh, my recordings uh, wouldn't replay properly because the azimuth was wrong and the machine I was doing it on was just all knackered and not any good. Well, I bought, I bought a new, in inverted commas, one on, on eBay. Or was it Amazon? One of them. And it is beautiful. It's technologically splendid. It's, it's, uh, it was, it's, it's good. It works. And the sound comes out of it. And I listen to me. And there is my life coming back at me in precise detail, in glorious stereo, which is one of the reasons I'm recording in stereo now on this thing, because <laughs> I thought, well, if I could do it 40 years ago, I jolly well ought to be able to do it now. <laughs> so I am. Yeah, but it's, uh, I'm not being as fluent as I'd like to be about this sort of thing, because I'm somewhat tired than I should be. It's, it's eight o'clock now, and I've just listened to another one. And I'm... I'm happy after having spent most of the day getting my songwriter to record sound, which was what you were listening to at the beginning of this thing. I'm now recording using a, a, a different recording uh, method, still using my iPhone. <laughs> there you go, with also a different microphone, uh, to the way I normally do my podcasts. The delight of being able to program an app a thing that you can sell, in fact, I do sell, it's called SciWriter.co.uk, available now and has been for the past four years on the, uh, on the Apple Store thing, you know, one of those. And it's, uh, you can like it if you like, there's a free version you can download if you, if you like, it's not particularly brilliant. Well, it is, it's completely fantastic. But, um, yeah, it doesn't save anything because that's the only thing I can think of to turn off to uh, give you a, a free version. Um, since then, I've, I've uh, adjusted things, I've made it run on an iPhone, and um, today I have made it work in stereo, if you plug a stereo microphone into it, and record. Unfortunately, the thing stops when the screen goes off, 
Um, so I thought there was a little gap uh, in, in, in the recording, and so I went back and checked, and there indeed was a gap. Shucks. Oh well. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm wittering. I know I'm wittering. I apologise for wittering, but... I've, I've covered various things and the quality of television programmes these days, which can be that superb, but you really have to dig through the dross to find it, and that is an effort. And there's a lot of Salieri out there, which is good to listen to, good to watch, you know, it, it, it's alright, but it's not great. But there's a huge amount of also-ran, can't even think of the names of the, of the stuff, guff that will get nowhere and will not last. But there are programmes, there's music being composed today, in which I include the Beatles, that will last for as long as we do, or as long as our ability to uh, uh, keep various pieces of recording going. That's, that's an extraordinary fact. The compositions, indeed, the aspect of people who we have never met but we think we know will last pretty much forever now. Because we never met them. We saw them on the telly, we heard them on the radio, we picked them up off, off recordings, and then they died. And all that means is that we won't hear anything new from them. At least I thought that was the case. But, uh, you know, I've got recordings of 40 years ago of people who have died. But I haven't got enough recording to recreate them. In computing these days, it is possible, it has been done, that people can be recreated sufficiently for them to appear in films. It's uh, a bit strange that that has been sort of allowed, but it happens because it's possible. It's being done because we can. Not necessarily because we ought to, and I can't particularly see a reason to do it, apart from to uh, get people to uh, play the parts that they used to have in long-running Star Wars films. Other than that, there's no need to make new films that are completely different with the same characters in, I would say. It would be better to, to, to uh, get other people, say, actors, such as myself, a chance. But because we can, we shall. What else ludicrously incredible has been happening recently? Well, yesterday, uh, Elon Musk launched another Falcon 9 uh, rocket uh, containing, uh, bearing into space, another 60 Starlink satellites. The first stage rocket turned round, came back to Earth, and landed perfectly on a ship. And the, uh, the cowling around the satellites, both two of them fell back to Earth, and they caught one in a net. I don't know what happened to the other one, but I expect they fished it out of the water. <laughs> I mean, wow. And what is this going to do? All this talk about Huawei and, uh, oh, we shouldn't let them spy on us. Uh, forgetting the political aspect, the technological fact that uh, we've got two, three hundred 5G satellites in orbit at the moment, just from Elon Musk's output, broadcasting merrily to us in such a way that we can, when we've got the equipment, and uh, paid him presumably quite a noticeable fee, but uh, he wouldn't be that much or he wouldn't uh, get many people picking it up. In order to do so, what's the point of the Huawei stuff? Hmm. Answer, uh, which was uh, 
put to me quite nicely by a colleague at work, Elon Musk is one man. China is several billion people. I'd rather be controlled by seven billion people than one man. Possibly. You know, taking you back to the comment we had earlier. Although I understand Mr. Musk. And he's, he's, a, he's a nice bloke. I'm really impressed by him. But my word, I'm impressed by what the Chinese are doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, building a, a, a thousand bed hospital in a couple of weeks. I haven't looked at the particular details. It might be a week. But, and I don't know what the quality of the hospital is going to be. Maybe it's just going to be a, a, a box with a lock on the door and you slam the people in and leave them there. Uh, but it could be, I don't know. But the speed at which this is all being done, the fact that the Chinese are developing the, the, the largest and best uh, solar cells the planet has currently got and turfing them out all over the place is wondrous. Musk is doing the same thing, apart from the hospitals. We are, as I said, in an exponentially improving technological world. I wonder what our society is doing. We've got, I teach, students who never turned a radio on, have never seen a record player, um, who don't know what a dial telephone is and some who don't know where peas come from and don't know what milk is. But my word, they can do things that we never knew existed with equipment that has only been invented for, you know, within the last decade. Uh, all right, yeah, I can as well, and I astonish them over the fact that I can... <laughs> oh, somebody your age still up to date with the new stuff? Well, well sort of. <laughs> It's nice for somebody to say that, but it isn't quite true. Uh, the, uh, the the new stuff nobody can be up to date with because it's so new. If anybody learns how to do it, by the time they've learnt it and taught it to somebody else, it's out of date. You have to learn it yourself as you go along. <laughs> it's that fast. It really is that fast. If it's in a book, uh, a piece of paper type book, it's pointlessly out of date. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think I'm going to stop talking here because I've got tired and my, my wittering has has, uh, has has drained me and I want to do something. <sighs> I'm going to watch a wonderful television program because I can, I think. Mm -hmm.